Autumn, do you have any ideas for the cold open today? I think you should roll for initiative. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast all about Disney travel planning and entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. I'll bet you the cost of Genie Plus for a family of four, that's $60, by the way, you're going to enjoy today's episode. If you do, please be so kind as to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, and please follow us on Spotify as well. That helps us get into more listeners' ears. Also, tell your game master about us. We are Plus 5 Knowledge. Today on the show, we've got more Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser content. Booking opens up soon, so we're here to get you excited about creating your own character to experience the Star Wars Cruiser to its fullest. We'll go over the character building process, then we'll share with you some of the characters we started putting together this week. But first, we've got news, trivia, and mailbag with the gregarious rogue to my introvert arcanist, Autumn. Hi, everybody. What's up, my rogue? I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'm... <laughs> Thank you for sharing that bit about myself that I didn't know. Glad to be here. I hope everyone had a nice week. Next weekend is Halloween, so I hope everyone's having joyful Halloween preparations if you celebrate. Yeah, I hope you get your costume picked out and you... Uh... And Autumn's already cheating, trying to look at the headlines. Unbelievable. Oh, I didn't... Is that the headlines over there? So... Oh. <laughs> Whoops. I know. I, I Honestly, I did not see them at all. But now I know. So now I will try to yeah, sneak a peek. See, you shouldn't have done all that. Right. Let's get right into news this week with highly suspect headlines. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sting. Dun, dun. <laughs> I thought we were doing shaving a haircut. Yeah. No, no. Spooky sting. Okay. So on the Easy Dizit podcast, we do news a little bit differently. We do highly suspect headlines. So in highly suspect headlines, I read Autumn four headlines, uh, some of which are legit, some of which are fake news. And Autumn has to discern which is which. So she'll be rolling for intellect on these, I imagine. Mm. All right. First item. Hayden Christensen returning to Star Wars in the Ahsoka series. Ahsoka series? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, happening. it's a new Disney Plus series, Ahsoka Tano's. Got her own series. You said has her own series? Mm-hmm. It's a female director? It is a female character. Ahsoka Tano is a female oh. character. Yep. She was the Padawan of Skywalker in clone wars did he return oh he was in the one that you didn't like yes he's he's skywalker yeah he's he's like a younger yes he's a young adult skywalker Mm -hmm. anakin skywalker yeah not luke yes yes yeah i'll go with yes that is correct yeah hopefully that's really cool learn to act (laughs) there's really bad acting Sorry, Hayden. Like, I'm not an actor. You just hated everything about all those movies. Yeah, and one of the biggest things was the terrible acting. <laughs> but it might have been direct, because Natalie Portman's an excellent actor. Yes. You know, but yeah. she was terrible in that movie. It was terrible, too. But I do. I think a lot of people didn't. Maybe it was just more writing. I think writing yeah. and direction. Yeah. So Ahsoka Tano was the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars. So it'll probably be a flashback because Mandalorian oh, takes place like five years to. after Darth Vader dies. So, so that's what I was wondering. And the timeline, as you all know, Star Wars is wiggity whack. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Could he be? Could he not be? But uh, that's really cool. I'm looking forward to checking that out. 
All right. Latest star added to the Haunted Mansion movie. You know the, the new Haunted Mansion movie coming out? To yes, the with new... Tiffany Haddish. Yes. Latest star added to the Haunted Mansion movie cast, Danny DeVito. Didn't you bring this up? You brought that you he was a uh, you brought him up in another. I don't know if it was for uh, Haunted Mansion, but you had it. No, it was Owen him. Wilson was announced last time. I brought yeah, him. no, 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 not last time. But you, there was some Danny DeVito you brought in as a joke, as like I often Danny bring up Danny DeVito. Yes, he is yeah. a favorite Danny of mine. DeVito in Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Let me think about. Let me think for a second about what character he would be like. How how could he fit? Mm. He wouldn't be like the butler. He wouldn't be the dead guy ghost. The ghost. He wouldn't host. be the family. Yeah, I don't think he'd be the ghost host. I'm gonna say that's false. It is true. Yeah. What? Who is he playing? He is playing a smug professor. Oh, there's not a professor in that movie. Well, it's a new movie. You haven't seen it yet. They're doing it a little differently. There's oh, gonna be like the same story. Oh no no no. Oh, you should yeah. have told me that. That's not fair. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like a remake. Or no, no, it's it's a totally different deal. Totally different deal. There'll be like a. I think Owen Wilson is playing a preacher. If I'm not mistaken. There's like a bunch of different Tiffany characters. Haddish. Yeah, there's a know. lot more actors. So that's a. I don't know. So yeah. it's a okay. It's, it's a an remake. ensemble cast. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yep. All right. There let's go. go for highly suspect headline numero three. Disney stock gets downgraded from analyst on Disney Plus concerns. Because of Disney Plus. Yeah, because of Disney Plus concerns. I don't know. Many concerns. I'm just people have been seemingly pretty happy with with Disney Plus. I'm gonna say. Stop looking into my eyes like that. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's true. It is true. That is correct. Yeah. You just think you've got to read on I me just, now. I just I gotta know. really look at, oh, into his eyes when I do that. I always think I always know. <laughs> Let's not play poker or sabak together <laughs> yeah. anymore. Uh, all right. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, that is the truth. Uh, so Disney Plus growth is slowing. More people are home, more people are back to... Less people are home, more so, people are back to work. Right. Well, here's my other question as mm-hmm. someone that is uh, not a data or research person, but but I have become in some ways. Mm-hmm. Is it really slowed or was it just like there was just such a big boom because the world was shut down? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, is this just really like still a, a normal, pretty high level, I'm sure. It's just not everyone's at home with nothing else to yeah. do. The metric they're looking at is... Um, acceleration. So the rate yes. of acceleration of course is, is going to slow down. Yes. Yep. But I think, and again, I mean, I would imagine this winter, like, so again, people are inside that it will probably pick up a little mm-hmm. more. Maybe. Interesting. Maybe it's a, a cyclical pattern. Is that what you're talking about? Or will we'll see a cyclical upswing? Well, certain times a year, I guess, I imagine. Yeah. Summertime, probably less. We'll see. We shall see. All right. Uh, but yet on that news, the stock slid 3%, and they were they closed the lowest since January 2020. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay, there yeah. it is. All right, for the last headline, can't talk about news without talking about Genie Plus, because everyone's talking about Genie Plus, so we get to talk about Genie Plus. Genie Plus, Genie Plus. You ready? Mm. <laughs> Disney. I don't like it. Just so you all know, if I didn't make that clear, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the other... Uh, episodes Autumn is not a fan. Alright, well here's the headline. Hmm. Disney Genie Plus app rollout was flawless. Yeah. No, that's incorrect. <laughs> You're saying that's uh, fake news? That's fake. You can't. It's just that's not possible. <laughs> that Disney's happen. great. And they, if anyone is to come close to a flawless attempt for technology, I mean, it no. would be them, but no, that's just not. not possible. No, Disney's the worst for technology. Oh. Have you ever oh. been on their website or tried to buy tickets on their website? I have not. Okay. <laughs> uh, it crashes. Everything crashes. Oh. Yeah. 
on the first uh, day of the 50th anniversary celebration, the mobile ordering crashed. Remember? Oh, yeah, right. they were real bad. So actually, it wasn't as it wasn't Disney bad. It was just regular bad. So it were, there was a glitchy okay. app. A lot of people had trouble using the app to to get reservations. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on the booking page at the bottom, the legal disclaimer on every page uh, had the lorem ipsum text. So the placeholder text that would be built into whatever software. Yeah, the, I was going to say yes. Lorem. I'm like, where is that familiar? I'm like, oh, my work with Peace at Home, it's all Lorem. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before you edit a page, mm-hmm. like it's to see what it will look oh, like. Oh, that's funny. So they didn't, oh, <laughs> they didn't put that's... in the legal, uh, the legal really? disclaimer. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Kind of an oversight, Disney. Kind of an oversight. It happens. I mean, it happens when you're to that, me. When you're that big. I go, mean, on still. The, go on easydisit.com. You might see that kind of thing, but I'm one guy working out of his garage. I'm but not... you wouldn't because Justin is a perfectionist, and you all don't know that, but... <laughs> but uh, still. He is. I think you all would forgive me if I left the Lorem Ipsid yeah. text in there. But Disney, come on. <laughs> come on, Disney. You're going to have higher standards oh. than... Oh, Diz. Easy Diz it. <laughs> on that note, it is now time for... Um, four Stumps. It's time for A Stumps J, and I have four <laughs> Stumps. Time for stumps. Stumpies for. Um. <laughs> Could you explain to our audience who may not uh, have a grasp of this vernacular what is a stumpy autumn? What are we talking about here? <laughs> so, a few weeks ago, we were talking about, like, we were playing around with our names, and this segment is A Stumps J. My name's Autumn. Justin is Justin. A Stumps J. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I'm going to call trivia that I give him stumps because mm-hmm. the goal, right, is to like try to yeah, dump him. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So should I look at your notes or? You can't look at my notes because I'm smart and I don't have <laughs> all my uh, answers written out. I just have a little uh, reminders. So I know you just insulted me, but I think you also just admitted to cheating. <laughs> no, no, no. I just I said I have reminders for myself. Okay, so stumps. I have four stumps. Right, Here we go. Here's number one. Stump number one. What do cast members say as they shut down Pirates of the Caribbean every evening? Strike your colors, you blooming cockroaches. <laughs> that would be great. That would be good. Because Justin loves that, but... That is incorrect. That's an incorrect final answer. They say, goodbye, George. Do you know why? An Imagineer named George was killed during the construction of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, So they have this whole legend that George's ghost still is around the ride. So as a a superstition, the the operators say goodbye, George, before they leave every night. Oh, wow. Thank you for that one. Right? And I know that's one of your favorite rides. I was curious. Um, Also... Uh, rest in peace, George. Sure. Strike your colors, you blooming cockroach. There you go. In peace. All right, so here's a, a fun question. In Disney World, which attraction features boats with the following names? Amazon Annie, mm. Bomakandi Bertha, mm-hmm. Congo Connie, mm-hmm. Genghis Gertie, mm-hmm. Irrawaddy Irma, mm-hmm. Quango Kate, mm. Mangala Millie, mm-hmm. Nile Nelly, mm-hmm. Orinoco Ida, mm-hmm. Rathshuru Ruby, mm-hmm. Sankuru Sadie, mm-hmm. Senegal Sal, Vali mm-hmm. Lali, mm-hmm. Volta Val, okay. Wamba Wanda, and Zambisi Zelda. Okay, so I had it after the first one, but I really wanted you to read all those. Okay. Do <laughs> you knew all of them? Jungle Cruise. Yes! Oh. 
<laughs> yes, that's correct. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> two for two. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, you're hitting it. <laughs> that's great. All right, number three. How deep mm-hmm. is the lagoon at Fantasmic? Think about that. We've seen that show. Yeah. Okay. So in the finale, there's like a boat that comes through it, but that boat's probably on a track uh, and may not have like a full keel. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say 12 feet. Okay. So uh, it's actually a lot shallower than it appears. And I was super shocked because it seemed pretty deep. It's only 18 inches. No. It's only 18 inches, but it holds 1.9 million gallons of water. So it's big as I remember. It's big. It's like a huge lake is what it looks like, but it's super shallow and it's just wide. Wow. It's only 18 inches. 18 inches. Yep. Yeah, I guess it doesn't have to be that deep. But it's, right? But you're fooled by it. I mean, it definitely, yeah. you're like, yeah, it's a lot bigger than that. Um, all right. So last one. Mm. What is the fastest ride at Disney World? Disney World in, um, okay, the fastest ride at Disney World. So the you know, fa- you, do, you know. Yeah, this. the fastest, oh, there it is, got it. So the fastest roller coaster, that's not what you asked though, but the fastest roller coaster is going to be Rock and Roller Coaster, but thanks to our dear friend Gravity, Splash Mountain is the fastest ride at Disney World. Incorrect. Gosh darn it. And it's got to be <laughs> Test Track. That's it. It's Test Track. It's the fastest track. ride at 65 miles an hour. Huh. But I... So it beats... Oh, oh yeah. Splash Mountain doesn't go 65 on that down. You said Splash Mountain. I was like, no way. Am I... Ah, said my behind definitely isn't going on at 65 mm. miles an hour. All right, Test Track. So did I'm I get cool. that right? No, I didn't. Your first answer was incorrect. And yeah. then you said Test Track. You did. It was your second answer. Okay. So uh, got them all right. Way to go. You did pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> did you did about right. three out of four. <laughs> Um, was that all the stumps, or am I about to trip on another stump was, right now? <laughs> that was all the stumps. I was thinking of a fifth one, mm-hmm. but um, we don't need I kind of had stumps. a theme today, and I think, yeah, I think I'm going to save it, because I'm going to do rides. another chunk of themes. Yeah, You did I rides, think. right? Took yeah, a little, it was, took and a it was all Disney World. I didn't give you, like, movie. It was, like, yeah. specific to the park. I was waiting on the Disney World. Uh, on, I was waiting on the Hercules, and yeah. it no, never no, came. No. I wasted a lot of time watching the Hercules movie this week. Oh, did you? I watched it three times. So. Uh, <laughs> all right so that time that's the end of the a stumping of the j yes and uh, let's take a look at the mailbag can i read this so yeah. i'm very excited because um we got some really wonderful um uh what's the word i'm looking for Justin? we got a apple podcast review there our we first go. one thank you i couldn't i must be tired we got our very first review and it's really kind mm-hmm. uh so i'm gonna go ahead and read it uh, so it's titled favorite disney podcast exclamation point <laughs> and then it uh, goes on to read i listen to a lot of podcasts and right now this is my favorite Justin and Autumn have great chemistry. I love playing along with highly suspect headlines in A Stumps J. Having never seen Hercules, the Disney movie, I am sure uh, I now have enough relevant info to make it through those social instances where it might seem necessary. I also love the tips on how to mitigate kid tantrums and how to best enjoy my Disney experience. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Your pal, Steve Gutenberg. How about that? <laughs> Steve Gutenberg's writing and I told you. Yay. There's a reason I talk about Gutenberg all the time. He is my target demo. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, I first of all, this just, it means a lot to um, to Justin and I. So it does, it does. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that review. And, um, yeah, and if you're listening and uh, if anything we say really resonates with you or brings you joy, um, 
Yeah, and you have a few minutes, please let us know. We appreciate that, yeah. too. Or any other feedback you have for us. Yeah, we love it. You could send us the email, easydizitpodcast at gmail.com, or you could put one of those Apple Podcast reviews up. Those help the show out a lot. So thanks, Steve Gutenberg. That was a real, real kind uh, <laughs> review. It was so kind, you might even think you were, like, not really Steve Gutenberg, but a family member. <laughs> Like a like a like a direct blood relative. It oh, was that think, kind. It was that so? kind. Oh. That's so. Who knows? Interesting. Who knows? It's all guesses. <laughs> all right, everybody, stay tuned for our travel planning segment, which will be on developing a character for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And following that, our interview segment today will actually be Autumn and I talking about uh, the characters that we developed this week for said Star Wars. Galactic Star Cruiser experience that we probably will not experience. <laughs> right, Autumn? <laughs> yeah, or not, maybe many years from now. Many years from now. We're saving. We're yeah. saving. By 2030, we will have enough. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you heard last week's episode, you heard us talk about what to expect with the upcoming Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience at Walt Disney World. Booking opens to the general public in just days now, on the 28th of October. Got no plans to voyage on the Halcyon anytime soon? Well, you can't stop a boy from dreaming. And boy, have I been dreaming about this. What's been running through my mind is, if I were to be able to drop that kind of money on this experience, what would I do in terms of planning to get the most out of it? Well, since the Imagineers have designed a two-day interactive story with itinerary, the only thing we really can plan is our characters and the characters' backstory. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, some of my friends out there might say, nah, not going to play a character. Well, I'm going to say, uh, actually, yes, you are. I mean, Disney had been very clear that guests can participate as little or as much as they want. They're not going to make you do anything. But you are entering a story. So you are a character. Now maybe you're just the oddly dressed tourist of unknown origin that wants to be left alone. But you still exist in the story. Your very presence impacts other guests and NPCs. Uh, NPCs, that's uh, gamer speak for non-player characters. Basically the cast members aboard the Halcyon and on Batuu. So you will exist in the story. You are a character. And that's cool if that tourist that wants to be alone character uh, is you. That's cool. But if that does sound like you, just hear me out here. Give this a listen with an open mind and uh, and see what you think after this segment. Everyone else who is already on board with uh, character creation, let's go. <laughs> so first I'm going to go through some process tips for making a character. This is not the only way to do it, uh, but if you don't know where to start, well, we're going to lay out an easy and fun character map. Then in the next segment, Autumn and I will put that process to the test and talk about the characters and backstory we had a ton of fun creating uh, this past week. The first thing I want to say is design your character primarily around your comfort level. If you really don't like talking or interacting with people, that's fine. Actually, that's great. <laughs> the quiet one is a classic character trope. Think Boba Fett for tough guys. Think Silent Bob if you're into the comedy angle. Uh, River Tam from Firefly, if you want like an, uh, an aloof, deadly assassin right under the surface kind of vibe. This might come in handy if you're not really into role-playing at all, but maybe your family is and you want to be part of it. You can just dead-eye the NPCs when they try and talk to you. Just mean-mug them right in the face. Something maybe you've always wanted to do, but wouldn't because it'd be rude. 
Now it's the story. So just dead eye them. Just give them the meanest look you can. Or pretend you don't understand them because you don't speak their language. Your kids or your family or friends can get in on this too and they can jump in with the classic, he don't talk much. <laughs> so this adds so much to everyone's story and you did literally nothing. <laughs> but yeah, if you're a politician or a salesperson or a drama or a drama club president, do your thing, get out in front. You're the face. You're the face of the party, we call it. You have the charisma, use it. All right, the next step I've got to say in creating a character is start getting inspired by your favorite movies and characters, right? Uh, I think the key to creating a good character is ripping off a good character <laughs> and then making it your own. So a common suggestion is to think about characters you like from favorite movies and TV shows. For action, maybe it's James Bond, Indiana Jones, Katniss Everdeen, but they don't have to be action. Uh, I think, honestly, Jeffrey Lebowski from The Big Lebowski would be super fun to play. Just like he doesn't care and he just goes with the flow. <laughs> Uh, think about your favorite comedies, romances, whatever. You can, Maybe Disney movies. There you go. Or if you want to be universe-specific, watch some Star Wars movies. Maybe there's some characters in there you really identify with. Heck, you can think of characters outside of movies, too. Uh, Santa Claus, Bob Ross, uh, Donald Trump. What you're looking for is characters that strike a chord with you. If you think about it, characters that you really enjoy uh, are characters that in some way you can identify with. So maybe it's James Bond's swagger. Maybe um, it's the complete lack of confidence of another character. Uh, maybe it's a character that tends to be a voice of reason and you feel like you're always the voice of reason. Or maybe it's a foolhardy and impulsive character. Whatever it is, if you can play a character that has a piece of your own personality, even if that piece is like overblown for your character or twisted, it, it will lead to a more natural and fun story. It allows you to react as your character more effortlessly because it's a part of you. Yeah, get inspired by your favorite movies and characters, uh, find the ones that you identify with, and, you know, make it your own. Another thing to consider is if you're going as a group to choose complementary characters. So a good way to do this is to design your characters with your party members. This is the way you can balance shy with gregarious, smart with strong. It also gives you the opportunity to share ideas with each other, and it just makes the process way more fun. So if personally, if I were going with my family or a group of friends, I'd have several parties before leaving to develop the characters together and maybe even do some pre-voyage role-playing. But I'm a dork. You don't have to do that. But it'd be fun if you did. <laughs> Characters often interact in what's called a trope, which a trope is like a pattern, right? So here are some tropes that might inform your uh, complementary character uh, decisions. So if you're going as two, there's the adventure duo. This is where you have uh, the hero and the weird one. So the hero is usually more focused, literal, um, stubborn or serious, and the weird one is kind of scatterbrained, um, maybe out of touch with reality, maybe a bit of a goofball. Uh, my favorite example of this is if you've seen Spaceballs, the, the Mel Brooks movie, Lone Star and Barf. Lone Star is the hero and Barf is the weird one. Often the sidekick is the weird one. Another example might be the action duo. So this is where you have a hero and a survivor. So the hero is like physically impressive, confident, and he's he's the strong man or the strong woman, right? And then you've got the survivor who's maybe not as strong, but maybe they're agile, they, they get out of the way, they outsmart the situation instead of confronting it directly. And a good example of this would be like Woody and Buzz in Toy Story. 
or Buzz is like the hero and Woody's the survivor. Another uh, duo uh, trope you could look into is the battle couple. So uh, there's a bunch of great examples in Disney here. So 101 Dalmatians, you've got Pongo and Purdy, you know, where they're, you mess with my kids, uh uh, right? Or uh, from one of my favorite Disney movies, The Rescuers, Bernard and Bianca. They weren't like a couple per se in the first one, but he was going to propose and rescue us down under. There's Simba and Nala, the final battle scene of The Lion King. Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde from Zootopia. The key here is that their relationships are formed in battle, so they're very strong, they're very loyal to each other. Oh, and, and then you have uh, Justin and Autumn from the Easy Dizit podcast, another famous battle couple. All right, you got more people. There's uh, another fun trope for... Uh, character interaction is the the Freudian trio. So you've got your id, right? That's the emotional reactive person. You've got your superego, which is like the intelligent rule-governed person. And then you've got the ego, who like combines the two and kind of provides balance to those two extremes. So a Disney example here is Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, they are a Freudian trio. So Huey's the superego because he's like the responsible older brother. You know, he's the the junior woodchuck. He, he makes the schedules. Uh, you've got uh, Dewey, who's the id. He's the adventurous one. He's most likely to jump into danger or, or try something. Uh, the one that often needs to get rescued. Uh, and then you've got Louie. He's the, he's the planner, the schemer, but he's also able to improvise. So he mixes Dewey's enthusiasm with uh, Huey's head for strategy. Another common non-Disney example here, if you're into the Star Treks, is uh, the Kirk, McCoy, and Spock dynamic. So you've got Spock, who's a Vulcan. He is logic, and logic alone. And you've got McCoy, who's just pure emotion and anger. Jim, I'm a doctor! (laughs) And then you've got Kirk, who kind of balances the two of them and lays it down. This is what's going to happen. Right, so maybe you've got an even bigger group. Think of like the Avengers, right? You've got the leader as confident, charismatic. This would be your Iron Man. Um, you've got the smart one. So the, the clever, they use their mind first. Maybe this is Bruce Bannon. Uh, you've got the big one. So here, this could be Hulk or Thor. And this is the, this is the one that uh, they use their muscles before their, their brain. And then you've got the heart, you know, the peacekeeper. Uh, really the key to making sure everyone works together. And this might be Black Widow. So yeah, the leader, the smart one, the big one, the heart. But yeah, and then so if you got an even bigger group than that, then you can double up some of these roles. So you can have two big ones, you know, you can have maybe a smart big one and maybe a less smart big one, or you can have two hearts. All right, so that's those are some ways you can make your characters, you know, fit together in fun ways. All right, my next tip uh, in terms of role playing, right, is to to let the story happen. Uh, your job is to react to the story. So some people new to roleplay kind of want to control the story. Uh, you don't get to do that. <laughs> you usually only react to the story and make choices when the game allows you to. For example, you won't be plotting the course of the Halcyon. We're going to Batu. <laughs> That's where we're going. It has been written. <laughs> you probably won't be able to execute a mutiny, uh, though I'd love to hear how that went if you try. Uh, in general, at least like in these uh, tabletop role-playing games, You can have a discussion with the game master or GM before the game starts, right? Not in the middle of the story. So like if you have some ideas for the story, you can run that by the person who's writing the story. But you don't do it in the middle of the game, right? In the middle of the game, you react, you uh, explore the environment. You're not writing the story of the game. Uh, But it will be interesting to hear just how much players' free choices will impact the game. 
But judging by what we know about Disney, and they really like to control their stories, it's going to be limited. I'd have to say it's going to be limited, but, you know. So I'd go into it planning to play along with whatever story that they present. But you do get to write a story. You don't get to write the story you'll be in. The story you do get to write is your background story. So background writing itself can be fun. Especially when you do it with friends, like we talked about before, at maybe these pre-voyage parties. But also, if you want it to, that background story can inform how you react to the environment or story during the game, which makes the experience itself more fun. So I've got six questions here. I got from uh, Board Goblins on YouTube. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. Six questions to ask for a good backstory. And remember here, the point of the background story is to kind of flesh out your character, to, to give you a bit of guidance, to inform your decisions, your choices. Start with question number one. Where were they born? Right? So maybe it was a desert planet. Maybe it was a jungle planet. Maybe they were born in space on a star cruiser. Uh, were they born in a rural area or a city? Were they born among their own people? Or were they born as an outcast? So all those things are going to inform, you know, how they react when they walk aboard a spaceship, you know, or when they get to bed too, and they're just completely confused about the, the relative lack of trees or the variety of species on the two. So the second question might be, who are their parents? What were their occupations? Did they come from money or were they poor or were they somewhere in between? All right. Number three. What were they doing before the voyage started? So what's their occupation? You know, are they a regular paper pusher? Are they an assassin? Uh, it really can be anything. Maybe they're unemployed. Maybe they're between jobs at the moment, like uh, our uh, Jeffrey Lebowski character. This is interesting, though, because if they don't have a lucrative occupation and they don't come from money, what are they doing aboard a luxury star cruiser? Uh, that doesn't mean they can't be there. It just means you've got a bit of interesting story to tell. All right, why did they leave where they were coming from? Basically, how did they end up going on this luxury voyage to Batu? Are they on vacation? Was there a mysterious gift? Are they escaping a threat of some kind? Hmm, maybe they won a sweepstakes? Uh, question number five, what or who did they leave behind? Because this is going to tell us who might they be returning to. Are they guilty about leaving someone behind? Do they have nothing and they've, so they've, maybe they've got nothing to lose? Or maybe they're uh, desperate or eager to return to somebody? And the last one, question number six, what does the character want? What are they doing on this voyage? Are they here to relax? Or maybe they're looking for some excitement in their otherwise boring lives? Maybe they got dragged on this voyage by their family? and just want to be left alone? It's another potential answer. So in general, find a character or characters you like, just kind of mishmash them together. Get together with your friends, talk about it. Maybe ask yourself some of these questions. Uh, I think building a character, while not necessary, is really gonna add some value to your trip. And I hope if you were one of those people that said, no way, not building a character, uh, that maybe now, maybe you're thinking about it. <laughs> Either way, Please continue to listen in the next segment, Autumn and I are going to tell you about our characters and maybe some of the process that went into building them. All 
right, so we're gonna take that process that we just talked about, and Autumn and I are gonna do it, and we've actually been doing it for all week. We've been trying yeah. to figure this out all week. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna go ahead and do it right here, and yeah, just show you how to make some characters and talk about the characters that we made. Mm -hmm. Excited about this song? I am. I am. I, I this was this is a process that was more like fun than I anticipated. And and let me actually, even when we weren't talking about it, kind of like I don't know, stay in the state of fantasy, which was nice. It was just huh. kind of cool. Like I feel like I was um, less. I'm very uh, realistic and very uh, serious. I tend to be so. Um, it was nice. I think it was like an exercise that allowed me to drift off. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Uh, when I first told you that we were going to do this, or when I first asked you to make a character, were you excited about it? No. Well, <laughs> I, I wasn't like miserable about it. I just uh, was like, oh. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, like, I'm like, where at some point in my life I would be, I would be miserable about it. I was like, okay, I know that there can be something that's joyous about this, but I'm not feeling it in the moment. But then, as soon as you started, you you asked questions, really. Yeah. And that was really good because it, again, it allowed me to like, it was like reading a book, you know. But like, I got to create it, and and it was just, it was really, it was fun. It's a fun, it's a fun uh, couples activity, I think. Yeah. And yes. If if Darwin was old enough, I think it'd be really fun to do with her too. Yes. Yeah. All right. So questions. Yes, I did ask you questions, Lots and of them. Uh, we'll go over them right now. Well, they were those were the questions from the last segment. Mm -hmm. But uh, I put all those questions. I made up a Star Wars character sheet, and you can pause this podcast and go right over to easydizit.com and just scroll down a little bit, and you can sign up to get that delivered right to your mailbox. Yes. Uh, yes, you will also get Easy Diz Mail, I'm calling it. <laughs> I like that. Easy Diz Mail. <laughs> Good stuff. And yeah, you'll get the Star Wars character sheet that we're going to use today uh, delivered right to your inbox. Yeah. For free. That's awesome. That's easy, baby. Yeah. That's how we do it. That's how we diz it. Make it easy. <laughs> All right. So first question. Um, all right, so I'll, Autumn, I want you to think about your favorite movies or TV shows. What are your favorite three characters from those movies? And you can also consider real-life characters that you find compelling. Mm, okay, so I'm going to add one. I know we thought and talked about this a little bit. Yeah. So one is going to be Sneaky Pete. That's not a movie. That's a TV show. Mm -hmm. um, but that's amazing. So I love Sneaky Pete. He's, he's a con man. Oh, the character from Sneaky Pete, Pete. Or, Pete is, yeah. yep, yep. Um... I also love that so there's two characters from A Handmaid's Tale. The main character, June. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not Emily. Maybe it is. I can't remember her name, but she's the girl that wears an eye patch. She's okay. been under, you know, experienced an immense oh, amount of trauma. EPG, eye patch girl. There we go. Uh, <laughs> um, also, her character. Okay, so, and, and then uh, another one I'm thinking of is uh, Good Omens. Um, so Crowley. Crowley from Good Omens. Yeah, yeah. it's a David Tennant's character. And then um, lastly, because I'm a huge uh, Marvel fan, uh, is Loki. I'm going to add Loki to that cool. mix. Yeah. yeah, we were just, I was actually thinking yeah. about Loki too, because yeah. we were just watching the making of Loki. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. He's a great character. We both love him. I think everyone loves him, but. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So those, those four, and there are like many others, but those are, you know, three to four that came to my mind pretty quickly. All right, my three. So, um, number one's got to be Guy Fieri. Uh, he's just like... Wait he's, a minute. <laughs> he's, what? <laughs> he's kind of like... It started off as a joke. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to... Uh, but the more I watch Guy Fieri and read about Guy... I love Guy Fieri now. 
So I have. So I have a question for you. So yeah. What is it that you love about Guy? Oh, we'll get to really that next. We'll okay. get to that next. Okay, I'm I will ahead. tell you all about my love for Guy Fieri. <laughs> Uh, number two character, if you won't be surprised if you heard the last uh, segment, uh, Jeff Lebowski from The Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. And then solid. My third, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Loki too, because there's there's some things I really like about Loki. So yeah. we can share character. That's that fine. is cool. Yeah. That is interesting. This really, the more I'm thinking about it, this is a really cool. I feel like um, if we have any couples therapists listening, <laughs> I feel like you should definitely invest in the sheet and apply some uh, marital therapy practices to yeah. it. Because I do. I think it's, in a way, it's a, like a free association yeah. and a little bit of projection. And it's good. I think you could get some places. I think it's yeah, very they, helpful. And role playing is, a, is yeah, an evidence based strategy. You yeah, know, they the use anyway. Dungeons and Dragons for social skills groups. For kids. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yeah, they do. Yeah, I'd love That's to get cool. one of those started. That is like a career goal of mine. Okay, so your characters were Crowley from Good yes. Omens, Eye Patch Girl. Mm-hmm. Help me out. Loki, Sneaky Pete. Four of them, and the what's his name? Pete. Like he's not, his name isn't even Pete. It's uh, his real name is. I forget. But the main it will character. come to me. Yeah, it will come to me at like the end of the show. <laughs> so those four characters. Is there like a common thread or common characteristics of those characters? Yes. One is that they're all smart. Like, you know, they're all smart and they all have, right, I think of them. Yeah, all of them have like the, this social savviness, but they've all also had very hard lives, right? So their backstories are, are difficult and they have this really beautiful and I think real character development that I really love that intrigues me. There's a lot of shows that don't and it's hard for me to like stick with them and even, even honestly, even a lot of books, but they're they are characters which over time through their interactions have real like human touching experiences um, that mold them so even if they've done things right in their past that have not been good things or you know they've they've had a, a rocky road there's a lot of like transparency shown about the relationships that they have and how those relationships have formed and changed them positively so a few other things shining through and sticking up for others, you know, uh, yeah. when they need it and using their privileges really overall to help. Uh, even if they haven't always done that, yeah. um, they have the side of them that that shows shines through. And they all like on the outside, on the outside, they're selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, Pete's a comment for himself. Loki's a jerk. And Crowley is literally a demon. Yeah. But the and not even just through the arc. The character arc but just kind of part of who they are there's like a loyalty there too yes yeah, so i'm glad you brought because i was just thinking about bringing that up i'm glad you mentioned it so that's something that i asked was justin like what do you see like yeah. in them and he was like it's interesting on them because they're all yes extremely loyal as much mm-hmm. as they can be you know again self-centered and, and yeah they also are very loyal to the people that they care about yeah very interesting character even trait. if that's even if that differs from so do you think part of that is you is there part of you do you see part of yourself in the, in that yeah absolutely i think and i and i uh this is something i, I thought about i think the the kindness is something that's more um you know more of my i guess go-to mm-hmm. um but they have something that i wish that i had more of right which is this ability to be able to just like look out for themselves you know um and that that i mean that's a healthy thing and a a healthy boundary that um i think i I wish i've done more that's a good uh, point in life so there's the there's that that aspect 
I think that's a good point that we should not just look for things that like we identify with that we see in ourselves, but things that we also want to be. I think those are the two key things. We want to find things that we um, identify with because that's going to make uh, playing the character easier. Mm -hmm. But we should also look for things that we kind of want to be more of because that's going to make more satisfying for ourselves. Yeah. You know, when you can do that selfish thing for yourself. All right. So yeah. for me, um, some of the common characteristics of these characters, I don't know, they're all, I guess with Loki doesn't, I kind of added Loki at the end, but mm -hmm. except for Loki, they're all just like nice guys. Um, they generally, yeah, let's get Loki out of there. Loki's going to mess this whole thing up. Let's just say I've got two. It's Guy Fieri and uh, Jeff Lebowski. Uh, they're just nice guys. They like try to do their best um, with varying success. I think Guy Fieri is a little bit better about getting it done than Jeff Lebowski is. Guy Fieri is gregarious and outspoken. I think that's something I aspire to sometimes. You know, I think I'm, as an introvert, as a reformed introvert, uh, that's something <laughs> that I, I try and do. You know, I put a lot of work into into that, um, as exhausting as it can be. But really what I'd prefer to do would just Lebowski it, stay at home on the couch and maybe drink a white Russian. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's interesting. I like that. And they both came up uh, from like pretty humble circumstances, I think. Guy Fieri uh, and uh, Jeff Lebowski is still in very humble circumstances, but he makes too. It's yeah. not about the material things. It's just about doing things to make you happy. And, and both, of, I would say, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't either of them personally or their characters. <laughs> but I, I, I think that's, yeah, that's a message that certainly rings true when I watch them. So yeah. that's very true to you. Nice job. Oh, thank you. So which character do you think is going to be like the main template for your your character? Yeah, so this is this is tough because I'm uh, I'm also indecisive. Uh, but I went with, and I think I'm still going to go with Pete, Sneaky Pete's character. Main I template. Think, yeah, yeah. So you're going to be kind of like a con con person. Con ish. Um, have the ability, the strong ability to con, like, like have it. have the skill set to do so. Um, have had to do so as survival. I like it. And and hopefully get to a point where I am, you know, I'm really able to help people. I like it. Skin. Um, I think my character's gonna be split right down the middle. Yeah, I think huh. I'm stealing, definitely stealing, like, the profession from Guy Fieri. He's gonna be a, a line cook. Yes. Um, but he's, he's not gonna be full-on Guy Fieri as far as his, like, outward... He's not gonna have frosted tips. Oh, he will. There will be some frosting. No. <laughs> there will be some frosting. I don't have tips to frost. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna walk away from the microphone right now. She's dying. Uh, I don't have tips to frost, <laughs> but I do have a beard. So if this ever does happen, we are we are frosting this bad boy up. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was too much. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm back. I did, I did some breaths. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So when you listen to this podcast tomorrow, you'll hear um, I went over some like uh, character group tropes, right? So like sometimes yes. like some common interaction elements between characters. Okay. I'll talk about the duos here and maybe we can pick which kind of duo we want to be. So there's the adventure... Duo, like you and I together, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's the adventure duo. This would be like the hero and the weirdo. 
Which one of us would be the hero? Which one would be the weirdo? Can I please be the weirdo? I think I need to be the weirdo. Please let me be the weirdo. I'm the weirdo. Yeah, I guess right. so. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I kind of shoehorned you into that. Yeah. I can't not be the weirdo okay. in that situation. Are you all right with that? Sure. So as some examples. I guess I'll be a hero. I don't like necessarily see myself in that way. Are you but kidding I guess... me? You're a hero, girl. Thank you. Yes, you are confident. You are bold. You get Thank it you. done. You are the hero in this relationship. Thank you. <laughs> all right. What about... Uh, you all heard that. <laughs> um, so then there's the action duo. So this is when there's one hero and one survivor. So an example of this that I gave mm. in the segment before is Woody and Buzz. So Buzz is the hero and Woody's the survivor. Like Woody kind of saves his own butt a couple times, you know, whereas Buzz like jumps out there and gets it done. That's, that's not us. That's not us. No. And then this last one is the battle couple. Mm. So these this is a relationship forged in battle. So like, like literal battle or can it just be like... Well, our relationship wasn't necessarily formed in battle. Like you and I, but maybe our characters could be. You know what I mean? And it makes them just like a really strong bond. And like you mess with one, the other one's coming out to kill you kind of thing. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't... But it doesn't have to be literally like war battle. No. Right? No, no. Just like strife. Like exactly. difficult times. Hardship. Extreme hardships. I kind of like that. I kind of like saw that with us. That was kind of the... the the yeah. story I was thinking in a way that like meet each other right but we both have these separate stories yeah at first I do I kind of like who is this oaf weirdo yeah if we do battle couple playing though, guy we, but then but then we're gonna have to rewrite some things okay yeah just well, because can we, we maybe we find a mix yeah we, we they're always between hero and weirdo maybe next episode after the halcyon because i think there's going to be some strife on the halcyon maybe yeah. we become the battle couple but i think i kind of see this as an adventure duo thing i do see yeah, myself maybe it like starts picture your own weirdo right and yeah. then like right we get Morphs into this into it yeah mm. so because think about it like the pete character and guy fieri that's kind of hero and weirdo guy fieri's the yeah. weirdo yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can't talk about guy anymore because I'm gonna have to back away again. Okay. okay? <laughs> so let's let's get into our background questions. Let's get into it. So answering these questions will help us like tell the story. Let's go. Bit. All right. So where were you born? So I was born on this really beautiful Earth-like planet. Okay. Surrounded by forests. I have one sister. I have a younger sister. Okay. And two parents. I was born in Canto Bight, uh, the casino city on Cantonica. Uh, you saw it in episode eight. Mm. Yeah, it's the cool casino. Cool. Uh, that's where I was born. Yeah. Who are your parents? Question number two. Who are your parents? So, yeah, they were like kind farm and teacher folk. They were well liked in, in the community. Um, they did a lot to help people in the community. Mm-hmm. And there ended up being a lot of changes and a lot of uh, negativity so we ended up moving to the city when I was about nine years old got it got it wow that's a lot that's pretty good so my parents oh I don't I don't know who my parents were I'm an orphan there's a lot of orphans on Canto Bite and I am one of them mm. okay so what were you doing before you got on the Halcyon but like your occupation interests that kind of thing yeah, so I had always been very smart and really uh, 
great with people. So I had, you know, kind of gone to school for a while and then wasn't sure if it was for me. And then I ended up actually just honestly working, doing some waitressing. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I stumbled upon <laughs> I stumbled upon this uh, fellow, actually, that I waited on who had said that he had some interesting work. He oh. was like a regular that would come in. And I, I found myself kind of doing some PI-ish uh, work uh -huh. um, that was really lucrative. And at this point, my father had passed away. And things just started to feel weird. I'll say that. Things started to feel weird. Okay. All right. What was I doing right before boarding? What were you doing? Okay. So, yeah, I work as a line chef in the Canto Bike Casino. Uh, pretty low-paying job. Uh, but I am a low-limit sabak player. So I occasionally play at the lowest-limit tables at uh, the Canto Bike Casino when they spread the low limit, which they don't very often. I mostly play in home games with other chefs but because i'm kind of a friendly guy and a good cook i bring good snacks i tend to get invited to some bigger games and uh, i've got some friends in some bigger games cool yeah and other than that i just don't do much <laughs> those are my two things uh, i like to gamble sabak and i am a line you cook you don't share much about your family um I'm an orphan. Oh, you're an orphan. Oh, that's right. Thanks uh, for bringing that up again. I'm it's kind so, of I know. kind of a sore subject, but I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Grinding space salt into my space wound. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, uh, Autumn. Why did you uh, Why did you leave home? Why are you? So this is a interesting and a, and a tough story. So as I said, my dad had passed away. We were in the city. I had gone to school. Got this PI job. What I started noticing, which very few other people noticed, was that weird things began to happen on our planet. Mm. Um, people would say and act in weird ways. There would be moments when, like, people would, like, groups of people would just stop and then start moving or talking again, and it was like nothing ever happened. Um, and at first, I thought this was just me. Um, and, and my best friend's grandfather actually uh, had picked up on a lot of this. And so, um, we would talk and meet, and it turns out he's he's been noticing some of these things actually for a very long time. So we talk, and, and he's gathered some information and, and gives me some hints on where to go to look. And so that mm. is uh, the hints that I am given uh, lead me to embark on this journey. Ah, I like it. That's pretty uh, complex. Yeah. That's pretty good stuff. That's good. It's I Listen, I want to give this to somebody that writes so they can create a whole story, because okay. I'm like really curious to You've hear said that twice now. You know I can write. <laughs> I'm going to write it. We're writing it right now. I know, but I mean like a novel. Stop it. <laughs> no, I mean someone that can write, like, well, Justin. <laughs> All right, so why did... Like, I want to give it to Marvel. Marvel, okay. if you're listening, I must right. write this story. <laughs> you're saying I'm not as good as Joss Whedon? <laughs> oh, you're better than Josh Whedon. Jo better than Josh Whedon, but not, <laughs> not better than Joss Whedon. But Josh Whedon, I can crush. It's going to depend on those frosted tips. <laughs> okay, so why did I leave home? Uh, I was in one of these bigger games. Actually, I got into a huge game. This guy, this super rich guy had come to my restaurant, asked to speak to the chef. The chef said, F that guy, send one of the line cooks out. So I came out, I'm like, whatever, I'll talk to this guy. And apparently, this dude loved the food. And we kind of 
struck up a conversation and he invited me to his game and i could just tell by the way this guy was dressed i said you know that sounds great you know i i love sabak i'd love to play in that game but there's no way i could afford to play in that game and he's like no problem i'll stake you i'm like i can't pay back a stake if i lose and he says don't even worry about it i really just would love to have you so wow yeah kind of a big kind of a big uh it was pretty lucky right so go to the game this guy stakes me and having a pretty good night i build up a pretty sizable stack and then i find myself in a pot with a guy uh that He's giving off some pretty strong gangster vibes, right? He's a little shady. He's a little shady. It was a huge pot. I just got the sense that he was bluffing. I call. I win the pot for his entire stack. I now have in my stack more than three years of my salary. Yeah, right? My eyes are very big right now. (laughs) So I've got three years of my salary, and I win a little bit more. End of the night, cash out with three times my annual salary and winnings. On the way out, the kind guy that uh, uh, invited me asked for, you know, the steak back. I gladly give him the steak, plus 50%. He says, this is nothing. Keep it. Right? But anyway, he says, but let me tell you this. A little tip. That guy you won the pot off, fear is fear. You're going to be able to keep the money. But if he sees you around anytime soon, you might not keep both your legs. (laughs) Oh snap. Yeah, exactly. So I take that I take that to heart and I say thank you, sir. And um And what do you do? I depart. I leave mm-hmm. and book the next day. Uh hey, I've never left Canto Bite before. Where am I going? You got money now. I got a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get on the Halcyon and head to uh Batu. Wow, yeah. all right. And that's where we meet. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to meet on Canto Bite. We're gonna have to figure that out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That We haven't written that part yet. So, Autumn, what uh, did you leave behind is the fifth question. So, my best friend, who's going to look after my mom mm-hmm. um, and, and her grandfather. Mm-hmm. Is weird stuff happening to them? Grandpa, my friend's grandpa ends up getting pretty sick. Um, mm-hmm. But we think that that is just an old age. My mom, not so much, but I just noticed that she's weird. Like, I have this feeling like she knows something that she doesn't want to share. Mm-hmm. But not that she has directly been impacted, and I also haven't, um, which is another weird thing. Mm, maybe it's a genetic people thing. people haven't, right? Like, I don't know any other two people who haven't had some weird experience. Mm. So I'm leaving behind that, and then, of course, just, like, worry other, like, you know, people around that I know. And uh, but, but that's mainly the family that I have left. My best friend, her grandpa, my mom. So who am I leaving behind? Nobody. I don't even have a cat. You have to, but that's not real. Come on. I don't even have a cat. You don't have a friend? No, there's like a... You don't have friends? Guy Fieri doesn't have friends. That's that's not true. In The Big Lebowski also has friends. You have to... That wouldn't make sense. No, like okay. you just don't talk to him. Well, you don't have right. his phone number. You're right. You I have, have okay. I have like one or you two friends. You have to friends. do better. No, no, I don't have any friends. I have. I'm so I'm leaving behind the low limit sabak tables and the people I play home games sabak home games with. Why? And like a bottle of ketchup that's in my fridge, and I don't have a cat. That doesn't sound like your character, though. I'm telling you who my character is. <laughs> don't tell me. But you're the Big Lebowski and Guy Fieri combined? The Big Lebowski had, uh, not the Big Lebowski, Jeff Lebowski had two friends. Yeah. And. That's all you need. I'm not saying Guy Fieri. I don't know if Guy Fieri has any friends. <laughs> I've seen his show a lot. I've never he's seen him show up with a friend. He has a lot of people that he's nice to. And he likes. I'm sure he has yeah, friends. Yeah. And he, he likes. People. 
he likes people and he wants to say nice things to people, but he doesn't have a lot of friends. He's Guy Fieri. You have to, there has to be at least one person that would be sad if something happened to you, Justin. There's got to be somebody. Well, that's not realistic. a lot of the people that play Sabacc with me that have been playing Sabacc with me yeah. would not mind if I fell off the planet. Oh, sure, but you got to have some people that care about you that you don't play Sabacc with. I'm maybe, pushing you on this. Maybe, maybe I don't. And that's maybe one of the things that I'll be answering in my, my next question. Oh, are we going to fall in love with each other? Am I going to be that? <laughs> so what's the next question? What do you want? What do you want? Oh, what do you mean what do I want? Oh, what? out of the trip? Yeah. Oh, I got to find some answers to save my freaking planet. Yeah. So you're on a mission. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. Justin's relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I am. I'm relaxing. I've been working line cook six, six days a I'll week. I'll also say that I noticed something about him not far after I meet him. Mm-hmm. And that thing is connected somehow to what's happening on my planet. I'll say that. Okay. All right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what do I want? Well, I do. I want to play Sabacc. I want to see the galaxy, which mm-hmm. I've never seen before. I grew up an orphan meet on a casino people. planet. Yeah. I would like to meet some other people. I want to taste the food. I'm really excited about the food. Um, on the cruise, I hear it's galaxy class. Cool. Um, and yeah, I'm a lonely person. Yeah. So if I were to stumble across uh, a uh, someone compatible, someone caring. A badass queen, if you will. Someone who doesn't mind a frosted tip. <laughs> you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> then so be it. So be it. I would I maybe uh, I'd cherish that. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Alright, so the last so those are the six questions, and then you gotta give your character a name. So my character's name is Gynus Faru. <laughs> I can't. It's Gynus Faru. It's too much. Autumn, do you have a character name? I did, but now I can't remember what it was. And it was a really pretty one that we looked up at some some we used a, a longer variation of like a soleil, soleana so maybe. How about we leave it up to our listeners? Maybe our listeners could send in suggestions for this character that you describe. Please do. And here's the other thing. So I want I want to have my thought is I'll have like a longer, pretty like full actual name, but that most people don't know my full name. Oh yeah. I'm very like most you could, people don't respond. Don't know that name. If you're a private investigator, you probably have a whole yeah a little whole... bit of Jessica Jones in there, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You got you got some pseudonyms. You got some pseudonyms. Oh, I should have put her. There's a fifth one. I guess I have a lot of characters. Just that this. I, well, and that's good. Jones. It's not like we're like you picked the sneaky peek character and that's it. And that I didn't mention that in the last segment, that's but true. your character can and should and will change if you get sick or something. I want to change it. Yeah. That's the beauty well, of a story. And Just, the beauty of being a human being, right? We're not the same. Like, that's, that's true. We look like very different people throughout our lives. That's true. And you're free to change yourself as a person too, but as a character, you can really, you can just change the whole thing, <laughs> and it's much easier. Yeah, I don't think. No, I think just. I think her character still is very in line with all of my three other ones. Yeah, it's the same. Excellent. All right. So please, if you got suggestions for Autumn's character, write in easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. Check out easydizit.com. Uh, for this uh, Star Wars role-playing character sheet, free download. And uh, yeah, that ties up uh, our characters. Yeah, and we're excited again. Please let us know as you um, start to think about this. And this free worksheet will be available. Share your characters with us. Fun, yeah. We're going to keep writing ours. I mean, we'll probably never go on this trip, but uh, it's still fun to write the characters. And maybe uh, 
your characters meet our characters, yeah, you know? Yeah, that would be really fun. There are Star Wars role-playing games, too. So, worst yes. comes to worst, we've got some great characters for a role-playing game. That's true. That's true. Well, thank you for joining us. This was a lot of fun, and we look forward to um, continuing your stories and hearing about them. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I had a lot of fun putting it together. Check out EasyDizit.com for more info about us, to contact the show, or to get that free character building sheet I've mentioned for the third or fourth time this episode. Uh, check out EasyDizit on Instagram. And hey, if you want to learn more about booking a trip on the Halcyon or any other Disney or Universal vacation, drop me an email. I want to talk to you about it. And yeah, I'd be happy to help you and your whole party through the character development process. It'll be fun. I promise it'll be fun. All right. Until next time, easy dizzit.